Cross examine. Sixty-seven. Seven. Seven. Wow. Eight. Wow, just seven. Wow. Welcome to Cross Examine episode seventy-nine. That's gonna throw off so many people. <laughs> All ten people that watch it. Hey, you know what's great? We're back with our weekly shows. Uh, we could walk you through all the shows, but I don't have the list up. So I'm going to talk until Justice gets the list up of all 15, 16 shows that we're watching. Uh, uh, I'm not talking about Attack on Titan every single week because I haven't seen it in two weeks. Uh, I'm a bad fan. Oh, well, fight me. Fuck you, cunt. So <laughs> the we're keeping a A-list, B-list, C-list. Same as last season. Yeah. So we managed to find... 15 shows that were actually kind of good enough to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about like my life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated in a total fantasy knockout. That's going to be Matt only watching that one. I'm watching Q. Then we're Con. both uh, watching Police in a Pod, World's End Harem, and Tokyo 24th Ward. World's Correction, World's End Harem Uncensored doesn't matter in the context yes it does people need to know that we saw everything the totally unnecessary nudity multiple times in the show i mean it's whatever even if you watch the censored version you'd still know that there would be unnecessary nudity because it would be censored on we'll talk about it when we get there because there was shit that was censored that didn't need to be censored but uh my life's pretty ordinary. The, hey, my life. Oh, uh, I was gonna guy. talk about the the other ones we were watching real quick. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, so that's for, our A list. That's five mm, five shows each week is what we're doing. Pretty roughly. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, B list is four. B list. So next week we'll be talking about my dress up darling, strongest sage with the weakest crest. Uh, somebody cute. I. You have the list. Something bisco. It's. Yo, Samurai Disco. That's what we're going to call it. Sabikui Bisco. Well, it's a weird name. Well, hate on me for not being able to pronounce each name. Uh, I could be Sailor Uniform. And then Which for so C-List, good. it's going to be Attack on Titan. That one. Season 4, Part 2. The uh, Demon Slayer, Platinum End, Love of Kill, and the Genius Prince's Guide to Raising a Nation Out of Debt. So basically everything this week we've watched up... T- a lot of them are either two or three episodes. Next week, everything will be three episodes. I think one will be four episodes. Mm. Then the week after will be one will be four episodes, and the rest should be three. Because mm. Planet of Man should only be three. Oh, shoot. That might be like five weeks. Be no, because we caught up with it uh, last time. Or something yeah. like that. I don't so, know. Who cares? Uh, hey. This time we're talking about the first three episodes. Yo, life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated in a total fantasy knockout. Uh, I'm just going to say fantasy knockout for uh, future reference because that's a lot of fucking shit to say. Listen, you're missing out on this show. This show is fucking amazing. So, uh, we have two main characters. So, uh, Jinguji <coughs> uh, Takasa, um, however the fuck you say his name. Then, uh, Tachibana Hin- uh, Hinata. So, there's two basically office coworkers, right? Both age 32. I don't know why that's important, but it's in there. It's important. Fuck, I don't know. So our first guy, uh, Jin Gucci, uh, his character tropes, before they get teleported, is he's a guy with glasses. They This is literally their character spec that they pop up. Guy with glasses. Every woman's loved them since, like, middle school on there. But 
He's not dating any of them because he wants to find the perfect girl just for him. He's not going to take any old whore. Not my words. His best friend's words. And uh, uh, he has a big distrust of women because women just use you to get what you want. And they just want to get married to take your money. Valid point. Not all women, but this dude is like strangely afraid of women. And at one point he's like, I wish I could have someone like my best friend. It's like, yo, you tell me you're gay. It's cool if you're gay. I mean, Ryuji from Blue Period would be okay with that too. But then it pans over to his friend, which is the exact opposite of, opposite of him. Not really good in school. Not really, <coughs> excuse me, popular. Uh, and they're both going out to the bars because uh, Jinguchi brings his friend. So the ladies will not pay attention to him, pay attention to his friend. And then uh, Tachiyabana brings his handsome friend, so that way he can just piggyback off the lady. So they both go to the bar to try and get each other hooked up with someone else so they don't have to get hooked up. And it doesn't really work because obviously pretty friend always gets hit on. Doesn't like any of the girls. The girls reject his friend because he brings someone very beautiful next to someone that's ugly. That's how it works. Besides that, it all comes into play. They get drunk at the bar. They're leaving, right? Mm. His friend basically kind of passes out for being too drunk. He's like, Boy, I really wish I'd be born as a super pretty little girl with like kind of the sharp teeth, blonde hair, and like a little bit of a chest and a great ass. But that's not gonna happen. Bada boo, bada bing. Our <laughs> our uh uh woman from another world shows up, turns him into a woman, and then teleports him to another world, and it's like, oh, why does Tachibana look like the person he just described? Hmm. Tachibana looks at him. It's like, I am Tachibana. No, that's not you. He's like, what? You're a woman. You can't be him. Pulls out Mary. He's like, wow, I'm a cute lolly with blonde hair and sharp teeth. He's like, listen here, motherfucker. And they're cursed. They're cursed with the only way to change back into a man. Because only his ugly best friend got to turn into the pretty girl. Can only be changed back into a man if they defeat the demon lord. Surprise. But what's even better about it is she put a spell on him, so they're kind of attracted to each other. So his friend was a guy, now a beautiful woman, and uh, <laughs> Jinguji, the handsome guy, uh, they start to kind of fall in love with each other. They see each other. He's like, I never knew he was so cool. Never knew he was had such a slender but yet manly body to him. It's like, wait a minute, am I falling in love with my best friend? Then pretty boy looks over like, oh, I never knew like such pretty cute girls existed. Wait a minute, if I'm falling in love with my my friend, he's a guy. This can't happen. <laughs> this is even the dumbest part, Justice. One of pretty boy's powers is to uh, activate a random door and it just takes them back into their apartment so they can just eat drink sleep there we don't know if the food gets resupplied because it's only one day but the best part is in episode two uh because there's only two episodes out at the time of recording this thing episode three just came out episode two they're like i saw some smoke coming up the hill let's go to this town and of course our now boy turned female character is like huh there's some there's some nice town here i can smell some stuff burning 
smells good. And of course, his friend is like, listen, this isn't like homes. These are homes on fire. There was a raid. So the bandits come out to try to attack him, right? What do you think the bandits did when they jumped out to attack him? What do you um, think happened? Maybe threatens of uh, sexual actions. They were until they see how pretty his friend is. Like he has a diehard knockout. He's like, listen here, we're going to please marry me. That is the first fucking thing he says to him. Please fucking marry me. And then goes through the whole life thing of, oh, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. I'll leave my life of stealing and robbing behind just to be with you. He's like, well, hold up. This dude's hitting on me. Hold up. Hold up. He picks, picks her up. Goes up to the bandit boss like, I'm going to get permission to leave the banditry and raise the family. Boss shows up like, what do you? Marry me. Goes straight for it. Then a third dude comes up. What are you guys arguing with? Ooh, marry me. So those three bandits get in a fight. Then the rest of the bandits show up and get in a fight over who's going to get the chance to marry her. Which then ends up with all the bandits knocking each other out. The town is saved. Huzzah. There's more. Then they're like, wait a minute. These bandits, you said your base was not far away and reinforcements would come any moment, which means your base is close. Fuck, you figured this out. They go to attack the base, right? Best part about the whole fucking thing, right? How are you going to take out the bandit base? Throw the beautiful woman in again. <laughs> Same fucking thing basically happens. But what happens is, pretty boy, his like, Love meter for loving his best friend is off the charts. He's like, yo, let's have some babies. Wait a minute. This can't be happening. Fights everyone in the village to like tone some of it down. Doesn't work. Oh, what's going on? Former boy turned pretty girl. Has a perk where if you hang out too long around her, you'll be charmed by her. So a hard slap to the face gets rid of the charm. Huzzah. The town is saved again. I feel like this is going to be a running gag in it, but the way they do it, fucking hilarious. I, I would say 10 out of 10. Uh, funny, but uh, yeah. I don't know. That was pretty much just a play-by-play -play of what happened, but oh my God, it's so fucking funny. Like the interaction of they, the, the constant looking over like, oh shit, he's still cute. Fuck. Damn it, still cute. Fuck. And they just keep looking at each other thinking each other is cute. I'm like, yo. I mean, he's a woman now. Just saying. Just saying. It's gonna turn into striking viper shit. Yeah. They turn they use their reward money because basically they got all the money the bandits had saved up. They use it to buy her a new kind of cute outfit. And he's like, Oh my god, I'm in love again. Fuck. That's it. I only have like uh, two characters in my show, but I heard you have like 20 main <laughs> characters in your show. Uh, Care to run down the list? <laughs> no. Uh, it would have been impressive if you would have had a list ready for all six things. So Justice is watching Q, right? Mm -hmm. C-U-E exclamation point, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's based off of... Yeah. So it's based off of a video game. Mobile game. Um, mobile. It's basically a new talent agency called Air Blue... How is this a mobile game? I don't know. It's Japan, I guess. Yeah. They, they're they great at turning things into video <laughs> games. Uh, but a new agency called Air Blue has been started by a well-regarded voice actress who decided to go independent and create her own agency. Um, Coco? No. Uh, <laughs> the... 
There are 16 girls Do you in want to name show. some of them? Who's the... Okay, before you say anything, who's your favorite one? I know you got to have a favorite one. Can you describe her if you don't know her name? Um. Well, I have a list of most of them kind of here. It's okay, Molycon. You can tell us. Um, there hasn't really been, like, enough time to... Who's your favorite? You have one. I know you fucking have one no. right now. J- just because... Uh, the show has done a decent job of there is definitely a main girl that you're kind of focusing on just a little bit more. But even in episode three, you spent way less time with her and actually focused on the other, like a cup, a couple of the other individuals. So I don't know if it's going to be a thing where there's technically no main character. We've just spent the most time with uh, Haruna. She's got like, the dirty gold brown kind of hair. So a dirty bond. Yeah. And then uh, it's got like a ribbon in her hair. So it's the, the character styles are different enough that you can identify all the girls, but is anyone just a total fucking asshole yet? Or they like reveal, uh, do they reveal one each episode or is it like, no, literally within the first 12 minutes of episode one, all of the girls were in a room. So I've seen this video before. No, stop it. Uh, the, and I, I was telling you the other day that the thing that I found interesting because all of all 16 of the girls are supposed to be brand new to voice acting. And it's a lot of people for a small studio. Yeah. Well, so it's basically like a voice acting school. So during the day, they'll do like warm ups and uh, oh, so practicing a- and stuff like that. But the agency will also um, help Employ them at. Yeah. Help them cast them in shows and stuff like that as well. Uh, the One of the things that they had kind of alluded to. You see it a little bit in the opening, and then they started talking about it in the like the last episode. There's literally going to be like dorms on location that they'll live at. So, so how many episodes are out? Three. Three. Okay. Um, the first episode, you get introduced to like all of the girls, and of course, it's a pain in the ass to immediately keep track of sixteen girls, and technically, there's like. 19 total reoccurring characters because there's the 16 new voice actresses and then you have the uh, CEO who is a well-regarded voice actress, a vocal coach, and then the like assistant who helps both of them. There's lots of characters to try to keep track of, and I can't do it. <laughs> uh, tell me you still don't many. have a favorite. No, not yet. Which one do you like right now <sighs> out of all the couple you've seen? Which which one, if you had to say, you know what, I'd save this one. Maybe Makia. She's got blue hair, uh, kind of long, tied, tied in a ponytail with a ribbon in the back. She's the it's kind of the more ponytails. positive one of the group. Like, even though she's talked about how she was nervous, she was, like, super excited. But it's to be seen, like, especially with all of these characters, three episodes isn't enough to really let any of them shine too much. 
So. Um, the voice actresses themselves, the actual voice actresses that are voicing all of these. Um, what if it was just one woman doing all 16? That'd be fucking badass. Uh, it'd be impressive, but I think it's cooler what they're doing now. Because I've kind of talked to you about it beforehand. Are they all... You said they're all new, right? Yes, they're all legitimately new voice actresses. And in episode one... I can give you some authenticity. Mm. Well, in episode one... Authenticity? They do like an impromptu like a Hamlet reading, which is part of some of the training where you actually do like... I wonder if that was like an impromptu play. in real life. Uh, That'd be pretty dope. It'd be, it'd be dope. dope, but I, it it'd be hard be to little, animate. Yeah. So... One of the characters that they initially walk up and do it, her name's uh, Mahoro. And at the very end, it was like, man, she's really good. And the assistant's like, yeah, she has some, like, prior experience doing stuff as a child. And as even the... Child. Yeah. Uh, the... I don't know a, if she play you, a dog? No. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, like... Dororo? Yeah. The the one that plays, like, the little girl? Yeah. That was legitimately a little girl. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so... The more you know. They they talked about where it's like, she has a little bit of experience. And then you go to the My Anime list, her experience compared to everyone else's is legitimately slightly more than anyone else who maybe has, like, just Q or maybe two others hers is like five or six and then the actual ceo who's supposed to be like a good voice actress she has like 35 on her my anime list it's like oh, that's really cool like even when they're like oh she has a little bit more experience they've literally picked people who legitimately just have that little bit more experience also the chick that um mahoro the last thing that she was in was Wonder Egg Priority. Uh, she played Frill. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that. So, it would be great to watch with the show. Hmm. You know Shiri Bako, uh, Shiri Bakano or Shiri Bako? Shiri Bako? Shiri Bako, yeah, the one, the anime about making anime. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it, but. So there's, a, I think it's, I think that's an anime. It's an anime about making anime. Mm-hmm. Watch that and watch this. It'd be cool. I mean, you're not missing much. And there's a couple of shows that are kind of like that. Not mm-hmm. like this, though. Yeah. There's the, been a few shows where it's like, what, one person or two people? Not 16 fucking people. Like, yo, mm-hmm. you want a waifu? Take your pick. Take yeah. your fucking pick. Uh, episode one was basically like, all right, everyone's here. Impromptu. We're doing, like, Hamlet reading. We're going to group up into pairs, have them basically physically act out and read the lines like from the book and then you're like by the way we're also going to an audition i've booked like basically the ceo pulled connections and was like all 16 of you get to audition for this anime have fun (laughs) so they go it's uh kind of a goofy like spoof anime which happens a lot like even in other shows and the premise of the anime that they're supposed to be voicing for is like, imagine space dodgeball with like anime powers. 
Listen, man, that's the, that's the most absurd thing I've seen in anime, so no. it's not out of the question. No, it it was just one of those, like, what if, who came up with space what if, dodgeball? <laughs> maybe this is like a like a whole scheme thing they're thinking of. What if that's their next anime, space dodgeball? That'd be weird. With all 16 girls. That'd be weird. How uh, many people are in baseball? Was that like 12 people on the field? Yeah. Something. I don't know. But they, they all, like, audition. You see the process of them like going in of course they really have to condense down people going in and reading lines um, nah, full send 45 minute episodes but they they do talk about like you know how it's done where individuals like go in it's like make sure you say your name what agency you're with who you'll be reading for and then immediately like go into it which uh conveniently like yesterday sea dog va uh, YouTuber living in Japan yeah. put out an hour long video about doing voice acting in Japan and it's a similar process so it was like hey this is cool you get to see the real life and the anime version so if you watch both like you're getting a pretty good uh, nah sub to PewDiePie no that man's racist he said an n-word that makes you racist for saying the n-word well he said it while mad so uh it seems more no. we all say things when we're mad mm. you know who else says made things when they're mad fuji from police in the pod well i wasn't done oh sorry so fucking rude you know who else isn't mad all 16 girls inside iq but the so they go through the auditions <laughs> of course not all 16 of them are going to get cast there's a chance that none of them are going to be cast because, of course, they're like, hey, it, you know, Yo, oh, they're all amateurs. Suck. Three of them do. Never you mind. find out. All 13 of you suck. Uh, <laughs> eventually, a fourth one is announced that they're cast, which is our main girl that all you four, kind of. The 12 of you suck. So, Haruna. They had her read, like, a bunch of lines, which typically kind of means that they might have something planned for you because everyone else had just read what they wanted uh, to go for, but she read, like, eight different ones because they're like, hey, could you do this character, please? And so she did. So it was like, oh, maybe they, they really like her trying to, like, nail down a role. No, she never got the initial casting and eventually got... uh. Student A cast. Uh, that's that's what she was going to be voicing in. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of depressing. And, of course, they, like, talk about where it's like, you're never going to always get the role that you want. Unless you're Johnny mm. Youngbosh. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to want to be a cute, quiet little girl. And even if he You tries, don't know him? You don't fucking know him? I don't think he'd get Dude, it. Dude, I'd love to see him do that. <laughs> It'd be weird. But the one of the the other aspects that they explore where it's like, hey, voice acting in Japan, like it's more than just like being a voice actress in their case. It's like sometimes you do idol stuff. And they uh there's four of the girls that are actively like going to be doing idol stuff within their group as well. And that's kind of where we left off. So it was pretty interesting. You know what's funny to think about? Mm. Have you seen Ghost Stories? Yes. The dub? Yeah. I just looked it up because I was like, 
Maybe Johnny Young Bosch could use something like Ghost Stories. Fucking Ghost Stories has a 4.8 out of 5 on Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's one of those things it's where... It's like the, terribly good. The The dub is hilarious. And then Way the better. actual sub is still regarded as being good before the actual context of the show. <laughs> God. So, yeah, it's great. Oh, they should do something like that. Hey, you know what? I did my transition. Yeah, from so police Yo, in a pod. fucking police in a pod. Okay, listen. This show started. We, we should hype this up. This is a show I went into. I was like, ah, it looks all right. Maybe it'll be all right, you know, because the animation isn't like super, super top notch on there. It's kind of kind of a little generic how the characters look. They hit you with the first episode of, I didn't want to become a cop. I just wanted the steady income, which is true. Mm. Steady income. And then it's then you find out later her dad's like, become like a public servant. Steady income because her family, you find out is very poor. This is a show that started off like, it's a comedy too. Yo, my dad rapes me when my mom leaves. Or my stepdad rapes me when my mom leaves. It's like, we'll hold the phone. What the fuck? Like, I remember you getting to the part. He's like, oh, 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 they're going there. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I don't even, I haven't seen it yet, but I know where this is going. You're like, yep, they fucking went there. By the way, the official tags are comedy slice of life. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, that is a slice of some people's life. Because literally that episode, she picks up this girl, which it's like, hey, what are you doing? And like, she's prostitute for say or she gets on the border like she might just do hand jobs and stuff like we, we never really confirm it and you're like oh i mean she does talk about like how she's had sex with over 100 men well so. they keep ble- it the funny <laughs> the funny part is that is the official thing there is no uncensored version apparently uh they're talking the room so our main girl uh kawaii which, well the only thing that they beep is like sexual positions and stuff well in the swearing like yeah i tried to find an uncensored version like what is she actually talking about like it'd be maybe funny it's like no which is all censored so kawaii that's her main police girl right kawaii she is kind of kawaii is sitting in the room with this girl i don't remember her name and she's interrogating her being like not really interrogating her because she sucks she's a rookie cop and she's like so uh what happened and then the girl's talking about all these different sex positions then we doggy beep then we bubble beep and Kawhi's sitting there like, I don't even know what this is. I'm being outdone by his 16-year-old girl. It's like, man, you really need to get laid, girl. You really fucking need to get laid. What's even better about that episode, Justice? What's even better? Yo, how do I write doggy style on an official police report? <laughs> Fuji's like, rear entry. It's like, she's not wrong. She's yeah. not fucking wrong. Fuji and Kawhi, it's like, I feel like they wouldn't need to explicitly, (laughs) like, you could just broadly talk about the fact that they, like... Well, I wonder if they have to be more official and... Well, yeah, but, like, every minute detail about, like, sexual She was told on a very detailed report, and she did. What The the thing is, like, they hit you with that, like, kind of funny, like, hardness. Mm -hmm. Mom and stepdad shows up. Fuji is a great fucking cop. She used to be a detective. She used to be under the criminal affairs. I think yeah. is what they called it. Got demoted because she was being an asshole. Figures because Fuji fucking swears on everyone. Then she's like, hmm, we forgot to get her signature. Then you get hit with the, yeah, when, what's wrong? Little girl starts crying. 
It's like, what's wrong? And Kawhi still is like being taken back by like all these things a police officer would face. So I don't know if a police officer in Japan is way different, like training wise than police officers here. Like, oh, great. I'm in Detroit. Yeah. uh, Well, I would just assume it's one of those like experience of a new officer versus an old officer in general, like no matter where you're going to be. Yeah. But, uh, who do you like better? Do you like Kawhi or Fuji better? I'll tell you right yeah. now, I like Fuji way better. I, they're both good characters, but I like fucking Fuji's personality and how it plays off of uh, Kawhi's personality. Uh, probably Kawhi. Kawhi? You yeah. Picked, you could pick Chief as well. Chief was pretty uh chill, doing nothing, dude. Uh, No, but in episode one, when you first meet Fuji, it's like, at first you're like, ah, oh, Female cops, you know, they even talk about stereotypes later on. Mm-hmm. But Fuji's like, oh, she wrote that ticket to that guy. As soon as the guy pulls away, she's like, yo, fuck this motherfucking fuck. But it's all belief, though. It's like, oh, she really hates criminals. Also, Fuji and Kawhi are fucking assholes. They give a guy a fucking ticket, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. They give a guy a ticket. Then he pulls away. It's like, yo, should we give him another ticket because he sped off without his seatbelt? It's like, really? You got that? You got nothing better to do? I mean, Japanese police really don't. But. He he should be following the law. Uh, they explicitly talk about the fact that they're going to try to get his license suspended. Yeah, it's so, like I'm assuming they have a point system, kind of like we do here. Yo, also there was like 20 fucking flashbacks in the first episode. Yeah, there were like two second flashbacks. That was like kind of the running gag for the yeah. first episode. So what? Uh, so Kawhi, what was your life like? I used to be poor. Flashback. It was like four fucking seconds. Flashback back. So what made you uh, kind of hate police? Flashback. Yo, my dad got a ticket once. Flashback. Also, her dad. You got to say something too, man. I'm just going what? fucking down on this shit. Uh, yeah. You're not exactly giving too much room. Just to fucking butt uh, in, man. Be like Fuji. Butt in. I, I mean, Fuji gives people time to talk and then speaks. Nah, fuck you. The... The... The dad, like, Kawaii talks about the dad, and then the dad shows up, and it's like, that man's way nicer than you're, like, kind of making the situations out to be. Because even he was like, it wasn't a big deal yeah. for the, the ticket and stuff like that. Of course, in his case, where it's like, I, I think that he got, like, a, what, a $80 ticket? It was a, no, it was like 100, it was like 15,000 yen. Tickets, so 150 bucks. Still that was bad. that was back in the day when she was a kid. That was that mm-hmm. was a lot more money. Eh, I mean, it, it's just one of those like depending on the like the reason for the ticket. Even 150 bucks still isn't that bad, especially like kind of a, a whatever thing. Yeah. Of course, he'd probably be mad. Seems a little drunkard, but I have a more. quote from Kawhi's dad. Do you know a quote? I'm gonna. Uh, quote. Is it referring to Fuji that like? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know police officers could be hot like porn stars. Essentially, I didn't know police officers were pretty. Some are as pretty as porn stars. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck says that? Who the fuck says that? Like, do you listen, Justice? You meet a woman, right? She's beautiful. Yo, you're as pretty as a porn star. Like, who the fuck says that? Uh, Especially even in Japan, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's already drunk. <laughs> also, you find out like her dad's like, 
what, $2,000, like 200,000 yen, so $2,000 in debt to a porn site. Dad, that's a scam. It's got to be from that adult site. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I think it just does turn out to be a scam like email, though. Yeah, it's... The uh, the final episode, because we're kind of jumping back and forth. Yeah, that's um, the thing, just just what you enjoy. Yeah, the... Uh, what is, what's the character's name? Yuji? Who? Which one? Uh, teenage kid, blonde hair. Oh, I didn't write his name down. Uh, Yuta. 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 Y-U-U-T-A. Uh, Yo, let's fucking go. I know Japanese. Let's go. No, no, you don't. Wild. <laughs> No, yeah, if I give you a sentence in Japanese, you wouldn't be able to translate it. You don't know Try Japanese. Me. Hmm? Try me. Don't. <laughs> the. Uh, God damn <laughs> so, he, dude's a delinquent. He skip, uh, skip school, smokes in the park like a loser. Oh. Do you know what the fuck is up with like people just like shaving off pieces of their eyebrows? Is that a thing I missed? Yeah, that's normal. Like, has that, has that been a thing for a while? Yeah, even in our school. Was it? Yeah, Danny literally did it. Oh, shit, Danny did do it. What the fuck is the point? What the fuck is the... It look cool. <laughs> it looks dumb. Yeah, It looks I know. dumb as fuck. But yeah, some people do it. <laughs> I say this because Yuta has a fucking, like, the whole partial shape. Like, yeah, it's fucking dumb. Uh, but he, of course, the police... Like the the two girls of Fuji and Kawaii are very aware of him because they keep happening to s- send him away or have his mother come get him. And um, well, the first time you meet him, they get reports of a potential mugging. Yeah, which is two of the investigators, Yamada and I don't I forget what the other guy's name is, are trying to like trick him into telling him where to get smokes, and mm-hmm. then of course they ruin the whole fucking investigation. Yeah, and the. Mom comes, picks him up. She ve- looks very defeated. Doesn't scold him. They kind of think that it's weird. Zero emotion. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Later that night or the next day? No, I, or like uh, two days later? Yeah, it's like two days later because they get the call while they're uh, eating food like some other time. They uh, get a call that there's a individual who passed. And on the way there, Kawhi realizes that it's Utah's place. Like yeah. address, they get there and it is his grandfather and his mom. Grandfather in, well, yeah, his actual grandfather. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's uh, his mom's uh, father-in-law. Yeah. So they, you and get to see the the process of the police, I guess, over there yeah, doing the inspection. I wonder how accurate this is. Like, I imagine it's like pretty close. There's mm-hmm. a lot of shows recently that have been like. Here's the actual day-to-day life of, because they do show off like, it's just not writing tickets. Sometimes it's dangerous. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's they do preface things like the every episode with like, this is meant to be a work of fiction. So yeah. I don't know if there's some liberties being taken. I wonder if it's just you know play it up a little bit. Like not every officer goes in like that. They mm-hmm. call someone else, but they do. It was kind of wee bit emotional. Yeah, where they're like okay. What's the first thing we do with the body? Well, first we we pray to the body. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, that, that, that's some shit. We 
no one would do here. If you had police officers happening to do that, they'd literally like kick it over and be like, yep, looks good. Yeah, they'd be like four weeks behind in Detroit on everything. They do point out a scene. Stop, stop picking on Detroit. Yo, fuck Detroit. Did, there's other places like fucking Chicago and Chicago's Cali too easy. and fuck New Detroit. York. People know Detroit fucking sucks. Yeah, everyone knows Detroit fucking, Yo, fucking sucks. East side though. of Des Moines sucks. Yeah, it's like you're, you're like, oh, Chicago's too easy. Detroit is too easy. People didn't know Detroit sucks way more than it does. They do point out the one point where... Uh, for a second, I thought there was foul play because she mm. looks at the back of the body to check for, like, anything mm. for any, like, foul play. They don't tell you till later in the episode, like, uh, as they're leaving the house, like, you took very good care of this body. There were mm. no sores, blisters. Usually that happens. And then mm. they're crying. I'm sitting there like, it's fucking sad. They didn't cry, but it was sad. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he didn't cry, but, like, an hour before, he was talking about how police in a pod made him cry, so he's a liar. Uh, no, no, it was for uh, the other reasons that I was about to talk about. We don't have to go in order. We can go out of order. All right. Well, what did make you cry in that show? Uh, what made me cry was... Uh, uh, <coughs> was... Uh, uh, Mikata-sa? Mikata-sa? I, I don't know. I, I, it was on screen for a second. They call it me, her... Uh, uh, Maki-san, mm-hmm. uh, she's one of the investigators that took, it's another female officer that took uh, Fuji's place where she kind of got like demoted. Mm-hmm. Fuji wasn't like technically demoted. She was just like shifted departments, but she's basically demoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, that's my favorite girl of the season so far. Uh, uh, Maki-san, best girl so far. Uh, fuck your other 16 girls. Uh, Green haired chick. She's like very laid back. just kind of like an uniform. They have this scene where she talks about, uh, oh, is it hard for you? Because uh, Maki, for middle school and high school, went to, like, all-girls schools. Mm. And, like, college was mostly all girls on there. So when you're only, like, female, 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 female interaction, and then you go to the outside world, and it's like, you know, police departments are pretty much dominated by guys. Mm-hmm. And they're, you're not going to find much police departments where it's mostly girls. It's going to be all guys. Especially when she's working the... Uh, criminal affairs department where it's all like undercover work. I assume, mm-hmm. I don't know how Japan does it. Like us has like separate stuff for that. And there's one point where Yamada's walking around the office, red hair guy. And he's just in his fucking underwear <laughs> when they're yeah. running back and forth. It's like, yeah, it's kind of rough. I'm actually kind of still a little afraid of men, but I, I kind of make it work on there. And then there's that thing where, uh, there's a domestic violence, case as whatever dude and the dude is just walking around the police station i don't know how lax japan police stations are but typically you just don't get a walk around like especially mm. i've been downtown to like film stuff for pd and it's like yeah you get escorted to this room the room is locked and then you're escorted out of the room you just can't fucking walk through the halls random dude walking through the hall about to hurt her fuji steps up and then the best part is the Chief pops up to investigate him. It's like, Fuji's like, step in here and we'll, you know, interrogate you. That's not the chief. It's the uh, chief of criminal affairs. So these are two different things. There's the uh, chief of the police pod. Well, there's the d- deputy chief, which has radioed them. He's like beard, bald, 
for the criminal division. Yeah, but criminal division is their own thing. He's not in charge of them. They're their own thing. The guy that's in the interrogation room is the chief of the criminal affairs. So he's in the room, and she's like, oh, you don't want to be interrogated by a woman? How about you talk to him? And then he steps up his game, and he's he looks like Yakuza. Like, they all get called out at one point by Fuji. Like, yo, you guys just dress like you're fucking Yakuza from, like, the fucking absurd films that no one dresses as. So then the guy doesn't want to, you know, he starts getting interrogated by Chief. The part that made me cry at the very end is Chief's like, listen, you can always rely on us if you need anything, Maki. And then she's getting teary-eyed. I'm over there getting teary-eyed. Like, they really do care about her. They're just not going to fucking leave her. (laughs) But, uh. Also, uh, Maki is a history buff, history buff, uh, and she's like, yo, that makes me good for the police. Turns out it's not. That seems to be like the running theme of the story. Like, I thought it'd be a good idea. Turns out it's not. What else isn't a good idea, Justice? Uh, watching Worlds in Harem. Yep. Watching Worlds in Harem. Uh, we're going to speed run Worlds in Harem because we've got... Tokyo 24th Ward, and the first episode was like 40. 48 minutes. Yeah. Like 48 minutes, so, 14 seconds. Uh, hey, you want to know what happened in episode one? I'm surprised uh, they actually <laughs> gave you a background of our main boy. I thought it was just going to be straight up like censored hentai. Turns out there's actually a story to it. Kind of interesting story. Basically, there was this man-killing virus. and yeah, The MK virus. Yep, is- the MK virus. And then... Our boy has something scoliosis. I don't know. It's like, it's a heart condition. Yeah, it's like a heart condition. So he's putting, so a lot of these people have this heart condition. They're getting put in cryostasis for five years because it'll take three years to develop this drug in order to cure them. So they get put in there, right? But while they're being put in there, there's this huge man killing virus, which at least they give a fair reason why it kills so fast and how it works. Basically, as soon as you're infected, you die within three days. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's not quite like Ebola because Ebola takes like two weeks to basically kill you. It kills you very slowly and it's very shitty. Yeah, think bubonic plague. Even that, it, was, it still took a while. It's like an extreme, like, basically it's like a chemical weapon. Mm. Uh, so it takes three days to kill people. So the men, the population of men drastically plummets, right? Because it's also airborne, which is a good idea. If you're going to make a virus that spreads real quick, airborne is a good way to go. So it kills off 99.9% of men. It should be like 0.9999. Black Plague took three to five days. Oh, did it? Yeah. But it's... uh. So then the only men left in the world are the guys in cryostasis. And the whole plot of the show is they call it World's End Harem because the world is ending. Society has collapsed without men, which we did kind of have this conversation. It's like, I don't think society would get that... I mean, it might, people just might go crazy, but I don't think like the whole, we've lost so much technology. It's like data centers still exist. Like that stuff isn't lost, lost forever. I mean, it is very clear that they still, you know, haven't lost a mass amount, but they've lost. Well, they said they they lost like half technology in the world. If they're already advanced, like, yeah, but the boy does pull a good point of technology was at the point of like self-sustaining without people working. Like people only work to serve a purpose in their life. Mm. So it's like everything was already automated. That boy pulls up a good point. Stuff was so automated. They didn't have to even work. 
Uh, I th- I think the difficulty would have been like yes, there the basic stuff was automated, but the advanced stuff like you still have to advance advancements. Like, yeah, even if, the the most advanced technology that they had like, couldn't. But he said everything like no one had the work because it yeah. just did itself. Like it's already holding stable by itself. Like he even said like food making was stable, like all that stuff, and it's like. But I guess for the plot of the show, they have to add some mm-hmm. like. Food is hard to get, so it's rationed. But meanwhile, the elite can eat all-you-can-eat Chinese. That woman eats too much fucking food. <laughs> Way too much fucking food. Nah, it's fine. There is a... Uh, it all goes to her tits. <laughs> that's, that was a plot point. Hey, you're thin. The thin. Ugh. No, but it, at least they started with a... The beginning plot makes sense. Mm. Like, there's no, like magic loophole like a three-day spreading virus you do find out at the end of episode three that it is man-made i'm not a chemist That's episode two was that episode two yeah because episode three we meet the new character and spend the whole time with him oh that's right i forgot do we spend the whole time with him? yeah that oh that, that that's right episode. the kid yep i keep forgetting that's its own thing uh I don't know what else to say about the show. Uh, I, occasionally, there's some unnecessary nudity. There's severely unnecessary nudity episode two. Yeah. Um, Dude gets like a small cut on his arm from a bear attack. And the nurse who he thought was the bodyguard. out. Uh, uh, well, I, that was literally two, literally two fucking seconds before I hit play. And then a little girl goes fucking ape shit fucking... Yeah, the small lolly looking girl who is assigned to him is actually the bodyguard and the tall fit looking uh, Jake is just a nurse. And look, they do allude to it because he referred to bodyguard and she does try to correct him beforehand. So also that bitch. Listen, there's a scene where they're in the shower. Lights turn off. She walks in naked. He accidentally grabs her tit. Lights come on. She opens a bottle of like Jack. It's like a 375 milliliter bottle. It's like, I don't know what handle and fifth is, uh, whatever it is. It's the small bottle. She goes to on drink this episode it. of it Matt spills. shows she how much of an alcoholic he is. She, no, fuck you. She spills literally half the fucking bottle on herself. Listen, I understand you're trying to be sexy, but first of all, whiskey is sticky if it just dries, right? You ever had alcohol that just... Well, they're already in a shower. It doesn't matter. It, listen, man, are you going to pour soda on yourself in the shower? You'll somehow end up sticky. Second of all, it's dangerous to have a glass bottle in the shower. Third off, she like, who the fuck just like chugs whiskey like that? It's like, listen here, bitch. You already spilled half of it on you. There's barely anything left in there, but you're still going to chug it? That's not even the first time she has alcohol. There's like three other times she has alcohol and she spills it everywhere. Stop fucking spilling alcohol. That boy's going to slip and fall and die. And who's going to be at fault? You. You're going to be at fucking fault. No, because she'll be there to save him. That's her job. He's going to hit his head and have a fucking brain hemorrhage. She has hemorrhage job security. Die. That's all that is. He's going to get a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. Uh, look, the, the, the main plot is all the, the core individuals who um, are in cold storage. Because there are extras now in cold storage yeah. who... Uh, were diagnosed with the MK virus, but quickly put on cryo-freeze. So, like... They're trying to breed the people that seem to be immune to it. mm -hmm. So, he's boy number two. We already had boy number one. Yeah, who's already, like, 
got what 20 something chicks pregnant and yeah like one's about well one's about ready to have a baby which maybe that'll be a big plot point like what if this baby's born he just dies immediately Mm -hmm. and then in episode three we get introduced to shota um who is just bullied i'm going to assume that there's eventually barely bullied yeah and like he kind of has the hots for the teacher he comes back and eventually bangs the teacher. I'm just going to go it? out and... He doesn't like, bang the teacher. The teacher bangs him. That boy was sexually assaulted. Yeah, whatever. There he, was no consent. He liked it. He uh, didn't say yes. I don't think he has a choice at this point. Uh, that would be so weird for a teacher. Well, there's one weird thing. So, like, our main boy, I forget his name. It's like Shu. Shu. The blue-haired one? Yeah. Rato? Oh, I'm thinking of Shu from the next show. So he points out cryostasis only like slows down the progression, but you're still mm. aging. Whereas the little boy, you can tell he doesn't know. It's kind of cool that you can tell he doesn't know as much. He's like, yeah, I just fully stopped aging completely. And it's like, they do do that candy thing of like, technically I'm 19 right now. It's like, oh, okay, hold up. Yeah. The... Uh, I pointed he, out if the dude from Redo a Healer was in there, boom, man, population would fucking spike. Put Johnny Sins there. Imagine if Johnny Sins fucking lived, dude. No, you'd be dead. Uh, nah, Johnny Sins. Do you see how many doctors? He's a soldier. He's a doctor. He's a he's a sailor. He's a plumber. That dude's yeah, got skills. Doesn't matter if you play one on the internet. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> Doy, I I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, white-haired. I think that's guy. his nickname they give him. Is well, there's an extension on that. Yeah, his actual name. He gave, I, they I do. The cool thing is they do explain like mm. where the nicknames come from because like one word, another word, you put it together, yeah. you get that. Well, when he's being bullied, I'm going to assume because the bully at one point he like walks around uh, the back of the school as he's leaving and <laughs> like finds the bully. Basically finishing fucking his girlfriend. And then he gets beat up. I'm going to assume there's eventually going to be a plot point where you know the bully is dead, but the chick wouldn't be, and he's totally going to fuck the, like, bully's girlfriend. At first, I thought the... You see the... They show you the yellow-haired chick. Mm -hmm. Then they show you the yellow-haired bully's girlfriend chick. I thought they were the same person because you only saw a little bit. Then they show the girl, and it's like, okay, they're completely different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, uh, I'm, a, I'm just gonna assume there might be like a revenge plot point there, and definitely, um, our main boy, Rato, that dude just like <laughs> refuses to fuck anyone. Yo, he's, he's a love. fucking king. He's no fucking simp. Yeah, it's true. He's like, you can have any woman you want. He's like, I ain't no fucking simp. Because he only wants to, it was an accent, you know. But he wants to get with his kind of girlfriend slash person he loves before he went to sleep. But you find out that she has all this information about the company, right? Mm-hmm. And then she disappeared. But you see her research assistant, and you know she's alive somewhere in fucking New York or whatever. But we don't know how many men are alive. I love how they give the estimate. Yeah, there's between, uh, you know, Five and five million. It's like, what? Because we don't know what's going on in America. It's like, okay. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, it's fucking there, there are some, like, things where it's purposely left ambiguous because, well, the writer probably didn't know. Yeah, he was too focused on... Because this is the same guy that did Redo of a Healer, right? No. Uh, the one that did Redo of a Healer did the World's Finest Assassin gets reincarnated as an aristocrat. I thought this was one of his as well. No. Oh. Also, uh, one important thing about it, though, was... They're playing volleyball at one point, right? Dude gets fucking knocked the fuck out, basically. And everyone's like, oh, shit, this is the end for me. Because they do make the point of, like, men are precious cargo and you're not allowed to leave at all. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting idea if it wasn't, like, so, like, hentai-y. I think it could have been a kind of better plot. I don't know. It's kind of a good idea, but done kind of weird. Yeah. I mean... At some point, you get what you expect because it's literally called Worlds End Harem. So, yeah, it's a it's a cheap version of a hentai. The same thing as Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward is a cheap version of Psychopaths. You gotta admit, yeah. it's like speaking of which, we're doing talking about Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward now. Yeah, it the first thing I thought when I started watching, I'm like this is basically just Psychopaths. Uh, but. But so slightly different. Yeah. So um, Tokyo 24th Ward is done by Cloverworks, who's done like Hormia, the Promise Never Season two is rushed. It was canceled. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to be honest. That opening scene was real rough. Like, for what? Oh, when that girl gets hit by that fucking. Dude, no, not even that. Like, the building's on fire, and it's like. Who use After Effects and it was real bad because the fire explodes and you're like, and it's like, someone please like, yeah. make it blend. But to be fair, they do make up for it later in that they, episode. They, they do. severely make up for they it. They do, but like at some point, it was so bad. I was immediately like, uh, is this where we're going to be? Like, this is going to be rough, huh? Supposedly there was another big war in this. Because they do point out the 24th Ward was held by the Allies, given back to Japan to prosper. Because mm. all this is like kind of taking place in the 24th Ward of Japan. Mm-hmm. You Which doesn't that, legitimately exist. Yeah, it's basically an artificial island. Because don't they do that for Code Geass? It's like... No. What What is Code Geass? Why are they called Sector or some, something? Uh, Area 11. Area 11? But that's all of Japan. Oh, I thought... For some reason, I was thinking it was like a little part of it. No. That's all of Japan. Dude, the opening though, I fucking love the opening theme of it. I think it's cool. Um, like the way they do like the movements and how the scenes go and how the song sounds. I don't remember who did any of it, but I just really fucking love the opening. I just thought I'd tell you. I don't think it's memorable enough for me yet. The thing is this this season and for this year, I'm trying to watch every opening and ending each time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I did the thing last season where it's like, okay, I watched it once, whatever. Like uh, the assassin, mm-hmm. I only watched it ever once, but then I rewatched it on my Spotify. I'm like, it's pretty fucking good, pretty fucking good. Uh, also, right in the beginning, there's this girl, uh, Asumi, Asumi, I think is yeah. what her name is. Uh, and then you have apparently the fucking Power Rangers, which are called RGB because their hair colors are red, green, blue. Yeah, on their Shuta is blue, Ron is red, and then Kyoki or Kyokai. Yeah, it's uh, uh, green, green on there. But basically, blue, 
the the whole plot of this revolves around <laughs> me kind of giving a play by play. Uh, Blue goes into the burning building to save Asumi, and then he gets basically a whole bunch of shit collapsed on him. Like he's trying to be the hero on there. He mm-hmm. does do his smart thing. He jumps in the pool first to get himself covered in water, and then run in. Also, that boy is too athletic, and he runs in. Asumi is basically dying because mm-hmm. she pushed this other girl out of the way from the collapsing rubble. And uh, you don't find out till later what she actually says to him. She's like, oh, my, you are actually here. You came to help. And this boy's obviously got some PTSD from it. Uh, from when the school fire ha- happened and his friend died to uh, the ceremony they show up to, it's only been a year, mm-hmm. which they recovered kind of well for only being like a year on there. Uh, I think my favorite character is Red. I like Red a lot. He, uh, his kind of thing is he does live paintings, but he does like graffiti. Yeah. So he does a lot of graffiti and he's really good with computers and like hacking into stuff. And he's all about the, the freedom of the people because within the group you have uh shoe blue, which is kind of just let's do whatever mm-hmm. red is definitely the kind of freedom fighter and green is definitely the, you know, with more control comes peace and people can live a happier life. So it's three different parts in the spectrum on there. Yeah. Um uh, of the of the three, I'm not quite sure which one I like. I do like the side characters like uh Sakuragi, the redhead. The, uh, oh yeah, yeah. The friend. I got I got beef with her. They 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 did her dirty on her uh character design. I don't I don't think it's a very interesting compared to other guys kind of a very I like their character design. Mm. I just think her character design's pretty meh. Yeah, I I think she's fine looking. Um, the I thought you were gonna say they did her dirty, where it's like, man, that was a convenient way to get your foot stuck. But uh, dude, oh my, we'll get to that in a second. That's so. <laughs> listen, okay, know what we're fucking talking about right now? There's a scene in the first episode where she gets her foot stuck on the train track. Right? She she sits down. Kind of, she leans down to grab her dog and her foot slips under it, right? If you've ever been near a train track, if it's that easy to push the gravel out of the way to get your foot stuck under it, it's that easy to pull your foot back out. She had plenty of fucking time to get her foot out. Like, there wasn't like, oh, she only had like a minute. She had like 10 fucking minutes to get her foot unstuck. Because when blue-haired boy saves her, she magically gets her foot unstuck in the course of like half a second. No problem. He does release it. That they do take the time to show that he's the one who's like helped push it out though, but it's like, it's like, boof, and then I was like, come on, like she could have got her foot fucking out. Wait, yeah. t- wait, I, I remember him releasing the dog. Didn't he just grab her? No, no. Plus the dog's rope. Come on, it could have been stuck on there way better. Yeah, or they should have prefaced that like I don't know. The way they did that was pretty cheap. Also, the security at that venue fucking sucks. She ran yeah. down the stairs, jumped over while yelling at the dog's name. The workers are like, did you hear anything? Did you hear anything? It's like, motherfucker. Like, you can't be that deaf at the job. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I liked her character because you definitely get the immediate sense that she feels like she's being relegated to a... She's definitely girl number two. Yeah. It, to, to someone who's even dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So shout out to Menma. Yeah. 
the I, I like her character because she's still trying to do her best. And the uh, at one point you see her sitting alone in an alley, and she plays the video basically like reminding her that mm-hmm. make this make this video for yourself. Yeah, and it's like eh, pretty cool. Like the whole big thing of this story is, Asumi dies. They they go to a funeral. We'll, I'll, I'll like skip around a little bit. Then they get a phone call from Asumi, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, they went to the memorial service. So she's been dead over a year. Then they get the phone call, and you get this train dilemma thing of, uh, who do you sacrifice? There's one person on the train track stuck, and there's a train hurtling towards them. If you don't save the girl someone that could have been saved will be killed, but it's to save 150 passengers in the train. Because if you move the train to a different direction, then the whole train car will derail and potentially 150 plus people will die. Yeah. Well, every train has no brakes. Yeah. Cause well, there's no one on the train. It's the apartment complex that it hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like 150 people will die. So sacrifice one person, you know, or 150 people you don't. Mm hmm. And it it really does play heavily in the like trolley car dilemma of do you pull the rail for to let one person die or uh pull the rail to kill 150 or don't pull the rail and one person mm, dies. Yeah. And then typically it's like five or one. Yeah. Because these guys, it was really cool. They did the whole eye animation. Like it was really high end like animation going kind of through it. Right? Cause you get the phone call. I they all get a phone call. It goes through their ear. Yep, it goes through their ear, which first of all, I'm like, first thing that came to my mind is like, huh, Huawei phones. They had a problem where people got shocked. And I was like, that was a lot. I even wrote, like, that's a lot of animation for an ear canal. Yeah, Just best saying. part about it is they only got to do it once. Same ear every time. That's true. Just do the fucking, you know, fucking cartoon thing. Reuse yeah. frames. But, uh, so then they also, like, uh, shoe starts running to go. Uh no no they don't go run saying because they all come back they don't discuss kind of what happened mm-hmm. then they go on a car yeah. ride to go because yeah, they just think it's weird it's yeah they're like, like oh this is something weird which their eyes do change which is probably just a viewer perspective thing mm-hmm. because obviously it was like people should know their eyes have changed that I hate when they do stuff like that like how do I know that it's changed mm-hmm. like is it can they see or not then they're in a car ride then they have a realization of like oh that's uh. What's her name again? Uh, uh, it's it's red hair chick. Sorry, uh, Sakuragi. Yeah, so Sakuragi. Mirai. Uh, I think they call her Mirai a lot. Man, whatever. I'll just call her Mirai. Uh, they find out like, oh, that's Mirai. They get stuck, and they all kind of have that friend thing of like, we can talk without saying too much on there. Mm. Okay, I'll start running, and then Shu finds out. Wow, my body feels a lot lighter. That dude can just fucking like jump, mm. jump forever. They do point out earlier that he's way more athletic because when the teacher tries to talk to him, he fucking parkours away. Yeah. They all, like, get enhanced abilities. Like, each of them, their their own abilities are enhanced, like, tenfold, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Because Shu is, like, running. And that's where the animation really starts to pick up is uh, Shu, when he goes to run on that train, there's a scene where, like, he's on the front of the train, like, parallel with the tracks, right? And he's like, oh, I got to get to her before the train does kicks off, flies through there, starts running the saver. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Shu's 
main ability would be like enhanced strength, speed, like yeah, physical, physical. attributes. Ron, his is like hacking essentially. Yeah, um, you can basically hack faster. Like his brain can work faster than it normally mm-hmm. does. And that uh, man has a caffeine fucking addiction. Yeah, that was. He's literally of, like like basically red. I Bull need cans. energy to stay awake. He's got like twenty Red Bulls bleeding out of the nose. I'm like, listen, boy, you gotta fucking stop. Yeah, and then Kyoki, his is like being able to immediately read like individuals. It seems like I don't know what his full. I think one his is. is because the thing is, uh, red hair was good at just hacking, so mm-hmm. just heightening that blue hair. Shoe is good at athletics and green hair is good at like politics and like reading the room and figuring people out. Mm-hmm. So he's just really good at like figuring out like, um, like, uh, emotional and physical intelligence. Whereas red hair is digital intelligence. Yeah. Uh, they, they all work together eventually. Kyoki, cause his dad is the mayor. Yeah. He's Go the governor. Figure. I think he's governor. Yeah. Governor of Tokyo. The 24th Ward. Yeah. Just the, the, the 24th. 24th Ward. Uh, yeah. Go figure. And that's why I think it's mayor. Because each ward typically has like a mayor. Well, don't they call him like, like governor mayor? He has like two titles. It, 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 like, it, I think he's mayor in the process of becoming governor or some shit like that. Also, uh, green hair chick, uh, green hair guys, uh, assistant. First of all, babe Maroney. Second of all, that, that woman can do anything. Like oh. that one that keeps putting trackers on. I'm like, stop putting trackers on me. Don't worry, I won't. Where's the tracker? Color. Here you go. Yeah, Suzuwa Gower. Gawa. I'm not gonna even yeah. try and say it. <laughs> it's it's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> there are there are those like moments where it's like, hey, how? Uh, I think in episode three, he's like, oh, how'd you find me? And she's like, uh, intuition. He's like leaning into his bag and like quietly takes out a tracker and like, like puts it in the water. It's like, she she's looking good at what she does. <laughs> um but basically saves her. That's the end of episode one. Episode mm. one's like forty eight minutes. I know we kinda did a play by play of it, but that's kinda how you had to describe it because stuff was given to you chronologically on there. Mm. Episode uh, two they never have abilities. it's all more of like flashback figure out. I just wrote flashback or they had yeah. a lot of fucking well, the thing is, they're they're filling out the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, why are they called RGB? Because I assume you originally gave them the name RGB. Mm-hmm. But each of them has their own flashback with Asumi and why they're they're kind of in love, mm-hmm. or why they're infatuated well, with Asumi. One definitely isn't in love with them. Well, he, he loves his sister. Yeah, you find that out. You're sitting there like, my sister's fucking dead. It's like, oh, green hair boys. Sister is Asumi. By the way, it totally wouldn't surprise me because they seem to allude to it because the the school was meant to be torn down and the RGB group, which also does include Asumi and Mirai uh, as the five of them. Yeah. Um, Even Asumi's like, I don't really fit in. Oh, well. They basically turned it into an art sanctuary. And after the teacher's like, Stop going there. And they're like, well, fuck you, dude. Uh, teacher's always just trying to do his best. Too bad he's dead now. <laughs> uh, spoilers. The, Real cool boy. They, their dad totally set fire to that place. Dude, it's true. That's why his dad probably 
doesn't really pay attention to it because mm. his dad definitely is that asshole. Yeah. Because there's that constant thing of like his green hair's dad is at the center of a lot of stuff. Because even that new shopping district that gets that deal international, right? It's already been stacked in our favor, but they don't explain who really did it. It's got to be that dad. Because that dad is also on the council for the whole mm-hmm. foo festival, whatever it's fucking called. Yeah. They, uh, you basically find out like the full details of how she died. That's episode two. And then finally in episode three. I have an important note in episode two. Mm. What is big tit helper up to? Oh. Because she's at the computer. She's like, oh, it fails. Because there's a hint that the computer is hooked up to something in a, that's bubbling up. Did you watch the, like, 10 second after credits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I assume, assume he is alive and hooked up AI-wise to this system, and that's why it works. It needs a human brain. Mm. And it was the perfect thing of, well, my daughter's dead. We'll hook her up. Oh, she's not dead, which is why she can make the calls to them. Yeah, I because, mean, it's definitely a possibility. Because there's errors, and helper chick gets locked out. That woman is so smart. Yeah. Not as great as Oba. My true, true love. The, uh, but dude, episode, episode three. three <laughs> yo, uh, first of all, green haired boy is fucking ripped for yeah. no goddamn reason. He's well, like, they all kind of are. Yeah, but green haired chick, green haired guy, you just see like an eight pack. It's like, listen, man, you always pointed out that you're weak, but here you are with a fucking eight pack. You don't get that by staying home all day. Yeah. The red hair guy doesn't know how to, you know, do stuff in a public bath. Fucking doing laps. Well, sometimes I just got to do laps. <laughs> uh, his uh, assistant, Kinako. Yo, Mariah helps. is stacked, though. Just saying. Just saying. You, right. know, you know what's the first thing that came to mind when they did the bath episode? The Fire Force. I just thought of Jaya. Oh. <laughs> when they're always in the bathhouse and how to fucking act. I don't know. It just reminded me of that. But uh, they, episode three is basically just the the, the food festival, right? I don't, remember yeah. what, I don't remember what it's actually called. They gave it the actual name, and I forgot uh, to write it down. Yeah, it starts with a G. I know that. Yeah, basically, uh, they have this whole competition. It's a whole bunch of food trucks. Mm. Stuff you would probably get if you're in a big city anyways. And uh, she's got to make food. And uh, they're fighting this other. They're basically fighting the big supermarket because she's from the small Kind of like uh, local, yeah, street. local mall. Mm. Like their malls are usually like it seems like outdoor things. They're fighting against like the big outdoor thing because whoever wins the food competition gets a product deal with uh, a huge product chain across the whole world. It's basically like if Target picked up your food product and like mm. put it in your stores. And uh, there was some sabotage going on there. Yeah, and then uh, the dad. Uh, what's his name? Do you have it up there? There's oh. this there's this guy. It's basically their teacher this whole time. He's actually a very charismatic guy. Uh, I think he's one of the better characters of all the shows we're watching because he's trying real hard to do the right thing. Like Hiroyuki? Hiroyuki, yeah. Because he almost loses his job trying to save the school. He's unable to save the school. Then he tried to save uh, them and Asumi because even his own daughter, uh, Kozu, Mm. I managed to write that down. It's going through this emotional trauma because Kozu was the girl that was saved by Asumi. And she thinks it's her fault that Asumi died to protect her because she had to run back in. And uh, this whole time he's helping. He's on the committee for like the 24th Ward to try and better it. Mm. He's in charge of this competition. At one point he's told, 
hey, you know, uh, it's pretty hard if your daughter stays inside all day to get like open enrollment at other schools. So they're basically hinting at if they lose, they're mm-hmm. going to ruin kind of her potential future at school. But luckily, he stuck by his guts, ripped open the box to show this box was weighed down because they don't count boats in the vision. They have a whole weighing system. It's based on like chopstick boats. Yeah. So it's a uh, weight going yeah. off of weight. So he rips it open, reveals the weight on there and then they get mad and you basically find out that, uh, Mariah actually wins mm. or she's going to be the winner. But then before that, our boys get a phone call from Asumi again. Uh, <laughs> Yo, there's a tornado that's going to appear. And yeah. It's like, okay, that's so weird. It's just one. a tornado that just pops up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's I, like I, everyone I, here will essentially die. Yeah. Or the, the strong, the, either, there were two options. If the weak, if they either, get saved, the strong will die. Yeah. If, or the strong survive and the weak die. Mm-hmm. Because basically the strong have to help get everyone into the shipping container, the one shipping container there and help protect it but the strong will die mm. or you leave the weak behind with the strong run away and they'll survive. The first thing that came to my head is first of all, you said all the weak could like fit inside this container. So basically that's the cool thing about the show is all three of the friends quite haven't quite figured out how to work super together. So they all do stuff their own way. Mm-hmm. Cause even the whole train thing, green hair guy tries to call to get the train to stop and override it, which you can't. Red hair comes with the idea of I'll spray paint the front and it'll slow down. And blue hair is like I'll just, uh, you know, blunt force it. In this episode, green hair guy tries to get everyone to to evacuate off the island together. Mm-hmm. And red hair guy hacks into some trucks to bring shipping containers so everyone can fit inside of them. While blue hair guy is just. Doing what he does best. Fucking shoving cars off the edge. Yeah, because the bridge was packed and then... Yeah, the... no one can get out. Mm-hmm. But then it just... All their plans kind of hit with each other. Like, the people on the bridge trying to get out are blocking they, the trucks they coming They are in. far more successful even when they fucked up, though. Yeah. Cause 21 the... dead? That's not that bad. Yeah, because there was, what, 127 injured or something like that? Uh, I did write it down. So there were 21 dead and 130 injured. For what appeared to be almost like category four hurricane type. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's picking up cars and tossing them, that's like category four type shit. Yeah. So like a pretty major thing. Yes, there were a lot of people injured, but if there were three, 400 people there because it's a major event, 21 is not bad. I mean, you're talking 5% casualties Mm -hmm. for a flash hurricane. And the reason why this is surprising and it wasn't on the news is, the program they use to figure out if there's going to be a crime, I guess we forgot to mention this, the beginning of the show, they kind of show off, oh, there's 74%, I don't know what they call it. There's se- there's basically a prediction of anything. Like mm. They can predict there's a 74% chance something bad's going to happen, like either a crime or a car accident. Car accident happens, but the police are already waiting there because the system told them, which yeah, is green-haired the- dad's idea mm-hmm. the difference between uh tokyo 24th ward and like psychopath uh if i remember psychopath has access to prevent it from happening and yeah. here they're basically like the pissed. law hasn't caught up you just have to wait for the crime to be committed yeah and then you can act but at least it. gets the police an idea of where to be before mm-hmm. the crime happens psychopath it's if your sanity 
basically exceeds a certain percentage, you're deemed insane and you're taken away. Mm. But the whole spoiler for, sorry, spoiler alert for Psychopaths is it's a shitload of like human brains hooked up to a network that then kind of as a group determine, okay, this person's kind of crazy or they're going to do something crazy, but they can fake those numbers whenever, mm-hmm. which is why red hair is so mad about this. He's like, well, they've already proved that it's prejudiced against people in the 24th ward, even though they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole thing of like cop sees a black guy. He's probably going to think they're committing a crime, even though they're not. Yeah. So there, there are some of those aspects that you, you kind of see, um, our good teacher boy here, uh, Hiroki, he's, uh, his daughter decides, oh, I'm going to go. I want to go. They do point out that she has with. stayed in the house yeah. since that event. Yeah. So she decides to go out and visit her father because she's trying to visit Q, which is red hair guys. Uh, like, Kinako. Kinako, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, she's posting on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kozu wants to see Kinako, which is like red hair's partner in crime, basically. She shows up. And have you seen the newest? This is why I said, have you seen the newest Superman? No. Uh, Remember that scene where he's like by the pickup truck and Clark Kent's going to go save his dad. And his dad's like, don't because people will know it had a very similar sad feel of like, eh. because t- uh teacher guy goes to save his daughter hold, you know, uh, he goes to save her. He flips like he gets blown by the wind, holds onto the pole. It's like, they're going to fucking make it random fucking car. I thought that was to be fair. Weird. It was already showing cars flying around. Yeah, but it's just it's weird. a category. Listen, it's a fucking category for her. Well, look, the, the, the damn. You would assume that they'd be crushed by a car with the way that car landed. Not yeah. thrown in two different directions. Yeah. So they're thrown in two different directions. Green hair. This is why he excels at stuff. Thought of the idea. Okay, we'll wrap this cable around you. You'll jump to go save mm. both of them. I think he what he grabbed both at one point. Then he got. Like, uh, he almost uh, had both of them. Then the car hit. Um, and then he managed to get Kozu. Yeah, because she flew closer, closer to yeah. him, and, and he. It he, looked he like he was gonna like, undo the cable to go save him. Teacher boy says something. You don't know what, so I guess that's going to come and play you later. Mm-hmm. And then get swallowed up by the tornado. Yep. And, of course, the, then it basically, like, cuts to, like, after when yeah. they're all in the hospital. and like, they're, they're all arguing, like, we should have done this way. We should save more. We should have done this way. Then mm-hmm. a broadcast comes on from the villain group that's doing these actions. Uh, its name was Carnitas. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I didn't think there'd be a legitimate villain. That's weird. I kind of had a feeling because there's no way, like, that would just pop up. Yeah. Look, if they are able to predict stuff, you know, sometimes, like, tornadoes or whatever. But the fact that there's, like, a legitimate, like, Joker-style villain, I thought was a little strange. Well, with more power comes greater villains. Shut up. <laughs> I wasn't saying great. It was a very sad moment when he died. I was always sitting there like, this is so sad because you get the whole, you know, Asumi died. Asumi died to save Kozu. Mm. Kozu shows up to finally go out of the house, maybe meet her father at the that same time. That girl's going to be traumatized as shit. Yeah. She's but never a, leaving but the But at house. least she got to see her dad before he died one more time. Yeah, well, she, she got to watch him die. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
Uh, she's gonna be a my guess is the rest of her. I guess is those three guys will talk to her, tell her what's going on, and assume he's helping her. I, I assume they'll do something because mm. they've given her that character a little too much info to just leave her. Yeah, but that's kind of where everything left off. Um, I'm excited. I I didn't think it was gonna be this good from the trailer. Yeah, it definitely picked up a little bit. It was kind of one of those like like I said, the the first minute or so, I was like, all right, things are kind of weird. Because it was first some two pretty seconds, shitty kid, fire. Listen, and, the first two seconds was great. Kid walks down the street, gets killed by a car. It's like, what the fuck? And yeah. then they're like, opening. Yeah. And then the, like, shoe where he's like, I'm going to go save them. It's like, my drone's, like, searching. Like, we can be able to pinpoint way faster. And he just fucking headbutts him. And it's like, why don't you do both at the same time? Because yeah. it's like, uh, there's some stuff like that. I still can't get over that, that, like, shitty CG fake fire after effects style explosion. Yeah. Like, I, it, I, <laughs> it really was a meet, one of those, like, I was about to just, like, pause it and be like, I I had already saw that it was Cleverworks. I was like, look, I know where this is going to go. Like, I think I'm just going to say no. But are you glad you kept watching, though? It's it's interesting. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> it's Cloverworks, so the, we're gonna. The problem is, you need to stop going into stuff like kind of pre hating it because you're going into it kind of pre hating it. Just go in and have fun. Well, I I would love to go into something and have fun. Unfortunately, Cloverworks has a reputation. You're going in with that mindset. Stop thinking because it's Cloverworks Cl- because Cloverworks has a reputation of either making something that's really good or something that starts out really good and completely shits the bed and blows its brains Enjoy out. Enjoy it while it's good. If I'm going to get old one day, I'm going to hate it forever until I'm old. That's what you've said. I can't wait till you play Tarkov tonight and then rage quit. I mean, I haven't... I'm going I'll to just bed. be like, enjoy it while it's good. I'm going Come to bed on, after man. this crying and hoping my car works tomorrow. Mm. But, uh, I'm... It's one of those things where I've been burned before, so I'm not holding out enough hope because I know the studio. Hope is all we have left, Justice. Stop it. Cue Star Wars music. You, you've been <laughs> shitty puns and shitty quotes like, for yeah, the last and two I'm loving, hours. I'm loving life. What are you? A saltine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you did too. Make sure you comment. If you're watching or listening on any of the whatever mm. podcast, you can leave reviews on Spotify now. Please leave reviews. I need to know if I need to cut stuff more. I know I should, but if you guys are cool with it, we'll keep it like that. But if you're not, I need to know. Mm. I love you all. Goodbye.